This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe to the cop, slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (coughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Joe, do you have answers? Because, man, jazz fans have questions. We've been trying to give them, but it turns out they don't really like our answers. (laughs) <laughs> um, I might have I don't know I guess we'll find out <laughs> okay yeah, it's funny you know not really funny you've been in this community long enough you know how much these fans just obsess over everything you guys do and sure. and we're supposed to find explanations and this and that the one thing that I can come up with correct me if I'm wrong I probably am is that each guy just look individually am I doing all that I can to help this team win does that make sense yeah, uh, I think it's a it's a perfect kind of place to start. You um, before I'm not even going to say blaming because I don't think our teams kind of blame it on other people or, or other players. But um, before kind of questioning someone else or what someone else is doing, right or wrong, um, it, it's all obviously about us looking at ourselves. And like you said, everyone going out there and obviously within our system and the way we play on both ends of the floor, am I am I doing it all? Am I doing it to the best of my ability? Am I just kind of leaving it all out there? And um, there's obviously been times that we haven't been playing well at all. And uh, I think everyone over this last little period, even the five games before this, um, little things that, like, I guess a repeat habits of, of the same mistakes or, or the same breakdowns defensively or transition defense or whatever it is specifically. Um, just focusing on, on what we need to do, what we need to do each game, each practice, each quarter, um, and even kind of going to each possession, really. So um, there's obviously a lot we can improve on. I think um, as bad as we all feel right now, um, and last night, I think we did get some. Th- like, it was kind of one stretch where they um, got out in transition and hit some shots, and we weren't scoring, and, and it opened up the game. And obviously, a good team like that, um, you give them the lead, they're, they're obviously going to do a, a pretty good job of keeping it. So I'm curious here, uh, you know, I read the updates, and so you just go by the math of it all, right? They've lost four in a row and nine of 13, but you played so well in between, and a lot of teams, they lose nine of 13, there's, you know, a win here, a win there. But there's a five-game losing streak, there's a four-game winning streak, and then there's a four-game losing streak. Are the two losing streaks, like, connected in your mind? Is it the same issues? Because I know a lot of us thought problems are solved when you win four in a row and you beat Houston in dramatic fashion, you beat Miami. Those are good teams. So are these streaks two separate things or should they be connected? Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it to be honest. But, um, uh, I mean, I think regardless, they're somewhat connected because 
it's not like it was a five-game losing streak in October. Um, it was only kind of around the corner, and obviously without All-Star break, it's even sooner than that. So it's, it's pretty close to those, whatever it was, 13 games are all, are all pretty tight and pretty close together if you, if you take the All-Star break out. So, um, yeah, I think obviously after that five game, I think we, kind of like you said, we kind of had to look in the mirror and we, I think we figured some things out. We we obviously some beat some good teams and we're, we're playing a little bit better. I, I mean, it, it it probably wasn't perfect. I, I honestly can't remember every possession from, from back then. But it wouldn't have been perfect. I'm sure we had mistakes, but they were obviously limited, and we were playing well, and um, we're playing well well enough to get some wins. Um, and now we're in, yeah, whatever it is now, four or whatever in a row. So we've kind of the same thing. You, you, like it's. I don't want people to think that we we don't care or that we're not worried or or trying to figure out what to do or how to do it. But it's um, it's another quick turnaround. You you play again on on well tomorrow now and. Um, you, you don't want to go into the game thinking about not not thinking about the game. Obviously, we want to think about what we did wrong and doing it better and how we can play better. But um, we can't just kind of mope around with our heads down and um, act like the world's ending because we we have another game. We've got to we've got to figure out this this way to kind of turn it around and, and start playing the way we have showed we can play for for a lot of this season. The confidence factor has always intrigued me, you know, because you hear college players and other guys talk about confidence and how it comes and goes. And from the outside, from my perspective, having not been a professional athlete and not come close to it, you'd think that professionals who are the elite of the elite, there's only just relatively speaking a handful of you compared to the population that plays the game. You'd think that you have confidence at the highest level all the time because of how good you are. I'm wondering, during streaks like this, does confidence fluctuate to the individual level and then to the collective level as a team? I think at the end of the day, which is is forgotten in in our world, is like we are all still human beings. Like we are regular humans. Like we go through the same stuff other people do. We have good days. We have bad days. On and off court, I'm not saying it's it's just on court or, or just off court, but um, there's definitely times when you you feel more confident or um, I don't even know the word, but feel better out there than other times. Is um, there's always or there could always be there's things there's things that could be going on. Guys could be injured, guys could stuff at home, which is obviously kind of what I did, what, what I had gone on last year and stuff like that. So you, uh, I think at the end of the day. It does get a little bit forgotten. Um, like guys are going to lose confidence at times. I'm not saying that they're not confident at all to, to go out there and do their job, but it's going to be on a different level at, at different times. You're not going to be riding this like wave of like confidence and um, like a, a high level of playing for 82 games for your whole career. Like it, it's going to go up and down. You're going to have times, that, and I don't. I don't think. I, don't, I wouldn't say guys in our team have, don't have confidence. I think we all know, like you said, there's a, a hand, what is it, 450 players in the world that are playing in this league. Is like You have to be somewhat confident to be able to even even get a sniff in the NBA um, and and kind of do your job at, and do it at a high level. But there's, there is um, kind of flows that you go through. And um, I, I guess that 
the one thing you don't want to do is go through one of those kind of down patches all at the same time. And I don't think we're doing that because we've got some guys is playing at a, a pretty high. We've got guys playing at a reasonable level, but we, we all need a... From top to bottom, we all or every player needs to pick it up. And uh, I think I said it last week or in the, the shoot-around or something that... You just can't go out there and do it for us. You guys can't. Like we, we have, it's on the players to to play better and and be locked in and do what we have to do and uh, and do our job. And obviously that um, at the end of the day is to to win games, um, not just to play them. Do you hear a lot of what's going on in the crowd because it sounds different at games now? And there's a part of me that thinks you guys would be better served if you were just out on the road and didn't have to play the Wizards at home. Yeah, I mean, I guess you you hear bits and pieces. I don't think it's. uh, I obviously can't really speak for others. I think. Um, I mean, when you have twenty thousand people all watching, five people run around on a court, you you obviously um, it it makes an impact. You can hear cheers and boos, and sometimes depending on the situation, you can hear like individuals yell stuff out or whatever it is if it's quiet and stuff like that but um, I mean I don't honestly don't hear too much I think you like I said it's it, it's you, you're trying to play a game you, it's like it's, there's a game plan and a, you're trying to worry about that and who you're guarding and what you're meant to be doing and coach like trying to listen to coach and you've got four other teammates and got a bench, so, um, I don't I don't hear too much you can obviously when it's loud and all that you hear it but um, kind of, it is what it is. Really, it's part of the game. <laughs> You've gone on record a uh, hundred times over saying you couldn't care less as far as starting and coming off the bench, and so now you came off the bench. And I know your answer, so I'm not going to ask you to repeat something <laughs> you've been saying for six years. But what I will ask you: Do you think it matters to some other guys, to some of your teammates, whether they're starting or not? Um. No, I mean, not really. Uh, I don't like. I mean, there's 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 guys that are gonna start. Like, let's not get it twisted. Like, Donovan's gonna start. Like, he's our guy. Rudy Boyan, obviously, the three that have kind of mixed in and out has been me, Royce, and and Mark. We've all spoken to coach. We've all had spoken to each other. Like, it's at the end of the day. Um, I mean, I think I think technically we've got kind of six stars. I think any of us could. Um, I, I know for a fact that it, it, it it's not like a really like a worrisome thing. Like I'm not, I wasn't sitting at home yesterday, upset and worried that I wasn't going to be starting. Um, you try and figure out, like I said earlier in the year when I was coming off the bench at the start of the season, it's you, like I, I want to win games. I want to win as many games as we can, win as many as we can there, and, and be the last team standing and. Um, if that's like I said starting or coming off the bench or playing worse or playing more or having the ball more or having the ball less whatever the situation is um, obviously trying to do it to the best of our abilities of when we're out there and um, I mean it, you never know people's conversations with their own family or friends or anything like that but um, yeah I, don't, I mean I don't think it's a, an issue within our group I think guys really have that common goal of, of, of trying to win and especially now when it's you're in a, a rough patch it's like obviously the whole of <laughs> Utah has lasered in on us and why we're not winning and um, 
yeah, I mean, like I said before, it's not like we we aren't frustrated or, or we aren't getting bad at certain situations or the way we're playing at times because individually, like, obviously, I want to play better. Uh, and I know I have played well. I want to play better. I'm trying to do as much as I can out there, try and help the team. And it's frustrating when you, you string together a couple of bad games because, you, like you said about the confidence, like I know I can do more. I know I can play better. Um, and that's on me to, to get out there and be aggressive um, and try and lead the team and help us, help us turn this around and get some wins. You're one of the guys who's been here for a while, so you know how you've defended over the last three or four years. And I think a lot of the struggles are are mental, chemistry, that kind of stuff. But there are a few things that are X's and O's. And it does seem like your opponents are more dedicated than ever to getting Rudy out on the three-point line, which, you know, you for years, I think, have been, hey, we're going to take this jumper or this three-point shot away from this guy. I'm going to funnel him to Rudy, and he's not going to know what to do. And that doesn't work quite as well when Rudy's not 10 or 12 feet from the hoop. He's 20 or 25 feet from the hoop. How much of X's and O's and, and the way the opponents are playing you changed here the last couple of months? Oh, there's no doubt that the... I think anyone that's watched enough basketball over the last few years has seen the game change. And um, I mean, when I first got here, we played with Fave and Rudy, and it was like most a lot of teams were doing that, having kind of two bigs, and then it kind of we were probably the other the other team off the top of my head is the Memphis with Marcus Gasol and Zach Randolph that that did it, kind of kept it as well. But we were probably one of the last teams that that still played two bigs and. Um, and now we're on a patch from the, and this is only kind of six, seven, eight years if you think about it now we're in a, a period where I mean Houston for example, like starting P.J. Tucker at the five he, when he first got in the league he was playing the two and three um, so it's definitely I mean the league's changing um, who knows where it kind of goes next if, if that Houston team stays here or doesn't if they end up deciding they don't want to do that then maybe it goes back to playing one or two bigs again um, but yeah I mean it's, it's obviously a, a game plan for teams when you've got two time defensive player uh, whatever number and rate and percentage that he protects the rim and does all that obviously uh, at a very high level and um, obviously I mean if I was coaching against us I'd try and get him away from the rim, rim as well because he's, he's intimidating down there he, he, he makes plays and um, kind of like you said, you funnel him down there, and he's he's um, been that anchor and, and probably saved our team in a lot of situations. He's made us all look pretty good uh, at times. So um, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a different. I, I think you you try and adjust. I think it was that one through four. We're playing small with with a big and kind of switching one through four and like mixing up what they were doing with fives and then. A lot of teams now, like especially with the second unit, they might start their regular bigs or whatever, and then coming in with um, a four that, well, a five that used to be a four, and switching one through four and or one through five, and trying to keep you in front of them, and you you kind of live with like kind of contested threes unless you can kind of break the pain and, and really make plays. So um, yeah, I think it's you know, it's a hundred percent a game plan for teams to, to keep Rudy outside. Um, on the outside on the perimeter, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it, like, I think we talked about it about the guards containing the ball, and um, the better we are at that, obviously, the better we are. We can run back in transition, which will be a good start, and then 
man up, contain the ball, and 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 if we get to that point, then it still gives Rudy a chance to um, do what he does best. So we always hear guys say, you know, I got to be more aggressive, and you said that, and we saw Donovan Mitchell, what that meant for him. I mean, he was playing like it was his last game, and he looked so awesome. What does it mean individually for you when you say, I've got to be more aggressive? Um, well, I think I, I think on both ends of the floor, and, and I mean, even something that's not really to do with basketball, but that leadership of, of keeping the guys together and obviously talking about what I see um, what can help us what we isn't working um, on the floor obviously defensively just um, I think we've we've kind of like being a being a pest and being annoying out there and, and doing kind of what I have done for for a while and offensively if I if I get the ball rebound or ever pushing the ball um, uh, trying to make obviously make plays for others get others involved and um, when my shot is there take it and if I make 10 or miss 10 obviously still have that confidence to shoot the next one and um, yeah I mean it's just a I mean we've talked about it a million times but there's, there's different games at different times that I might have 15 shots at a time I might have three um, I think when it is on the lesser side there's there's definitely things I can do um, which I'll get to to talk to, to Mike and Vince about and, and Quinn today and just try and figure out how I can and what I can do to to stay aggressive because I mean it's not fun when you're not you're not aggressive and you I guess you you're not you don't feel like you're helping the team and um, I probably felt a little bit like that last night I, I didn't feel like I was really helping and you don't want to overdo it you don't want to be the guy that then then goes into the other side where you where you're doing too much and um, it's a it's a fine line. So um, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll figure it out. I think our team will figure it all out, and um, hopefully, hopefully, it's sooner than later. So, uh, in my simple brain, and I, I I threw this out there earlier this morning. I've done it in a couple shows, and you'll probably tell me that's because you have a simple brain, DJ. But I think that what what happens with your aggressiveness or or uh, lack thereof during a game is when you're initiating the offense, you got the ball in hand, like you just said. When you get the rebound, you get the ball in your hand. You got a chance to be aggressive with it. But if someone else, Mike or Donovan or whoever, but usually those two guys are initiating the offense, if you're in the corner spacing the floor. You've been such a good three-point shooter for so long, teams don't leave you. And so, obviously, the play is going to evolve towards an open guy if you get him in a scramble, and it's not going to be you. So that ends up kind of making you passive. Am I seeing that the right way, or am I missing something? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the, 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 the obvious or the, um, the, the, the easiest way to be aggressive is with the ball. That's what everyone... Like if 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 I say I need to be more aggressive, everyone thinks oh Joe wants the ball more, or needs the ball more. I don't think it's necessarily that. I think, um, like you said, it's like like me doing that and being in the corner and them not leaving me is is helping the team. It's helping Rudy on the roll. It's might help be helping Donovan. Maybe they don't leave me and they mess with us and they leave Royce and he's shooting whatever he's shooting this year at a high level from from three, or it's Boyan or whoever it is or mine. That's obviously why we kind of built the team and they did but they did what they did is um to I guess not have that weakness of well you can't just leave me or you can't stay attached to me because that the what the guy next to me is Boyan or, or whatever it is. So um yeah, I think everyone I think everyone automatically 
um, it assumes that that being aggressive means you need to more more or whatever. I think there's a lot of other ways I can I can help the team by by being. I think I can get other guys open. I think I can can move without the ball. I think um, even a six part last night. Like I came in there and I think that one of the first sessions, like I got the ball and I I, I caught it a little awkwardly. But it's like I've got to be ready to shoot that and and shoot it. Um, and that's me being aggressive. That's not. Um, Anything else? It's just making sure at every possession, every time, every every walk down the court that that I'm ready to to go and catch, or ready to shoot, or ready to to set a back screen for Donovan to get him open, or, or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I think the the term of of being aggressive can be kind of looked at in in very different ways, but it's not. It's definitely not me. Side noting to Quinn that I need the ball more because that's that's not the case. I think we've got a really good team that um, that has multiple different handlers, multiple different scorers, shooters, um, and and that's like I said, it's not on the coach. That's on us to to figure out who's going or who's not, or what's working or what's not. If it's if it's me handling or if it's Mike or Donovan or, or Donovan coming off plays or Boyan shooting, whatever that is, um, it's on us to figure it out and. Um, and make it work. Well, Joe, I've interviewed hundreds, if not thousands, of professional athletes over the years, and I don't know that there would be many who would do what you're doing here through the losing streak of still being accountable and coming on the air and taking these questions. So I want you to know that we and the Jazz fans appreciate your accountability. No, no worries. It's uh, I think I've said before I committed to it along, what, five years ago, and it's um, – I, I think the – the funny part of it always like I, I don't think anyone especially in our team and all that should be like if anyone thought we were going to go 82 and 0 like I'm not saying we were going to I'm not saying anything, but there is um, a reality of, of life that we were, we were going to lose games obviously you don't want to lose four in a row or four in a row but um, we figure it out we're professionals it's our job we'll go in today and work our butts off to, to turn it around and get ready so um, yeah I'll be here we appreciate it Joe thank you no worries at all thanks for having me Joe Ingles joining us here every week even when things are headed south